0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Before the Coats, a podcast where we talk with pre-med students, physicians, and others within the healthcare world to give you an insight to what life is like as a pre-health student and prepare you for a career in healthcare. Today, we'll be talking about Zoom University, burnout, self-care, and how life has changed due to COVID. And we are your hosts and members of the Culture of Medicine Committee in the UC Berkeley chapter of the American Medical Student Association. My name is Christine.
1: My name is Sahej.
0: Before we get into our topic for today, we just want to let you guys know that we have a QA and a and feedback form, which you can find in the description of this podcast or in our Instagram bio at Before the Codes Podcast. And next week, we'll be having a UCSF medical student on. And so please let us know what questions you have and um, ask them in the form. All
1: right, perfect. So now let's bring in our first guest. Let's welcome to the podcast, Julia Zhao.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. My name is Julia Zoe and I'm a freshman at UC Berkeley with an intended major in molecular and cell biology. Um, I'm from Madison, Wisconsin and I chose pre-med because of my passion for science, health, advocacy, and of course just helping others as much as I can.
1: All right, it is good to meet you, Julia. Julia, oh, Julia sorry about that. So our first topic today is essentially Um, classes on Zoom University, as we all know that we've been spending the last year online pretty much. So my first question is, how has it affected you?
2: Yeah, of course. So the transition to classes on Zoom was honestly incredibly um, disappointing initially uh, because it happened when I was a high school senior. So I missed out on some rite of passages that I was really looking forward to. Um, It also took me a little while to adjust to online learning and to sort of just accept that the beginning of my undergraduate experience was going to be from home. Um, But that said, I'm really grateful that even though I'm uh, somewhat far from campus and isolated from the majority of students that I've been able to make friends by joining clubs and from class discussions as well. And um, although Zoom Zoom University takes away um, a lot of interactions and honestly, I I definitely don't exercise as much as I used to before (laughs) quarantine, but I'm glad that it's safer for everyone and that through this experience, we've kind of learned to appreciate the little things.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Um, I can't even imagine <laughs> missing like the, because the, you guys missed your end of your senior, senior year, right? Yeah. Okay. And also we have another guest with us. <laughs> so we would love to welcome Charlene. And Charlene, would you love to introduce yourself?
3: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, first off, thank you for having me. Um, like Christine said, my name is Charlene Hong. Uh, I'm a first year student at Berkeley. At the moment, my intended major is MCB. Um, aside from that, I am from the Bay Area, and that's pretty much that's pretty much all I have about me. So. <laughs>
0: um so how have has is your relation um, oh my god what am I even saying is your uh, experience with zoom kind of like the same thing I I know like entering college for me was so difficult so I don't even know how um that has been as like doing it completely online
3: yeah no honestly at first I didn't really have any like negative feelings about it because like as a first year student I didn't know any better you know like I couldn't have compared it to anything else I couldn't have been like oh this really sucks because you know like I experienced life on campus already so initially when I went in I was just kind of like yeah this is kind of hard but I mean it is what it is like there's nothing I can do about it Um, but now as we're like halfway through like the second semester I think I'm having a really hard time for some reason like I don't know why it's hitting me so late. But like, at this point, I'm just like experiencing so much like, zoom fatigue, like I'm just so tired of it all. And honestly, um, at this point, I just really, really want to get on campus, even though I've never experienced it before. I just like, know it'll be better than online school, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I've just like hit a wall where I'm so unmotivated. and I literally don't know how to help myself. Yeah, um, and I also want to mention that. So we are part of um, AMSA's committee for culture of medicine and Julia and Charlene are actually our brand new members. So that's super exciting. So what are some of like the benefits of like remote learning? I know you guys don't really have experience like in-person learning, but... What do you think are some of like the benefits like kind of like the good sides of being
2: online? Um yeah, for sure. Um so like you mentioned I haven't experienced in-person instruction at Berkeley yet, but I would say that remote learning so far, I feel like it gives you more flexibility and time because you don't really have to worry about like going from class to class. Um, And I feel like it can be a little easier for like introverted people like me to participate by like just typing in the chat instead of having to like unmute and uh, talk, um, to the entire class. Um, of course I miss like the face-to-face interactions of in-person instruction, you know, like hearing voices and seeing faces and not having to worry about like the awkward pauses or unintentional interruptions of Zoom. But yeah, I think both are, um, bearable so far. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I, I think I would say
3: the same thing. I honestly don't have a lot of like Positive things to say about this <laughs> oh Like, I'm just straight up having a bad time right now. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, like I really can't think of anything positive to say. Like it's just like <laughs> so bad this semester. Um, but no, yeah, I think the time flexibility is definitely like a big bonus. Um Cause everything like takes up so much time now, even though we're online and like not in person. So I can't imagine like how long the days must be if we're actually on campus. So I think that's like the only thing I can really say. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna be honest. The days go a lot quicker when you're on campus. I feel like than on Zoom.
3: Oh really? I yeah. wish I knew. <laughs>
1: no, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna say the same. Right. Join more stuff if you're introverted then yeah you have more opportunities like you i like over covid i was able to join a couple clubs just because i felt like i had more time being at home not having to go out like at night to club meetings and stuff like that so yeah all right well those are some good answers so our next question essentially is like do you feel like your instructors have done a good job tailoring like the experience to a virtual environment and like what are some of the differences that you felt like from the in-person experiences. So me and um, me and Christine can answer that one second so just so we can like, cause we've been on campus for a little bit. But like, just for you two, like do you feel like your instructors have done a good job tailoring your experience to Zoom and like making sure like everyone's comfortable and they've like set up their class right for you guys to succeed?
2: Yeah, I think um, in general, instructors have made it easier for students by making like some resources available online and by having like recordings of lectures to watch later on and like stuff like that. Um, like I don't have anything to compare to, but I feel like the workload is just as much, if not more, because they are. Like just from personal experience, there are some professors who will like record extra little lectures for students to watch later on or like extra assignments here and there, because it's easier to organize everything when it's like online. Um, But I think it's really nice how there's like a late deadline for changing the grading option and dropping classes. So Something
1: interesting to think about. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree.
3: I feel like Berkeley professors have done, like, a phenomenal job at adjusting to online, like, school, to be honest. Um, Like, from my experience, all of my professors have been really kind about it, and, like, for me, the workload hasn't been, like, unbearable. I mean, it's a lot, but, like, that's expected from, like, Berkeley professors, you know, Um, and I feel like no professor has really tried to, like, add more to our workload because I feel like that's a lot on them too and like they don't really want to spend all that extra time grading and like figuring out all the technology and things like that but um from my experience they've been pretty like pretty good about it I feel like professors are like making their best effort to make sure like they're doing the best that they can so all right
1: there were two very good answers and then we have just and uh, this is for Christine. Christine and I—I'll answer after her. Um, just what are some of the differences you've had, Christine, from the in-person experiences? That you feel like either like can be a beneficial change that you thought were good that you might want to see them implement towards in the future, or just something harmful that like you just never want to see again in your experience. So yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, there's obviously a couple of things probably, but yeah. yeah.
0: So for me, I feel like it's kind of varied. I don't think any professor has been like, oh, I don't give a crap about this. I'm just going to give you a bunch of work. But I think it's more that like, teachers are trying to it's like it's new to a lot of people a lot and like Berkeley I think a lot of people are very traditional and you know they just use like a chalkboard and chalk or whatever and they just do their lecture like that um, so I think I've had teachers who like cut their curriculum and then I've had teachers who are like oh let's have an hour of asynchronous lecture and then an hour of synchronous lecture so it's like twice yeah. the work and I'm like no don't do that to me because <laughs> I am Cause I feel like they're like, Oh, they have so much time now. So let me just use it up. (laughs) Um, and then I, and then along with that, there was like five different types of quizzes to make sure like everyone was really engaged, but like being engaged just took so much more time. Um, so I think overall everyone has been trying to be accommodating and sensitive to like the situation. Um, I think, but it's hard to do it in like a very, like, efficient way unless you know how to like use B courses correctly where it's um where it's just like more um available for students or whatever but I do like how I haven't really had to buy a book this semester and teachers have been better at organizing their B courses because I feel like before I used to go on a B course and be like I don't know where to find anything like I, I don't know where anything is but I think because everything is strictly online people have been doing a lot better job of managing their online resources
1: yeah i agree with that like obviously the websites have to become that much more organized just because they have so much information you know that has to be done lecture notes midterm like past midterm resources like some of these websites are just very well done and (laughs) i must say yeah so good job to them but like obviously like some of the classes change and like remember some of the students, like, I know some of the students really haven't been happy, like, as you said, like, for, like, Bio 1A, they did the one-hour synchronous in the morning, and then you also had the one-hour asynchronous lectures, and then, like, I remember some students weren't really happy about that, and, like, obviously, it's, like, double the amount of work you would do in a normal semester, which also sucks, but, like, ultimately, like, I'd like to see maybe the late grading option and like the late drop add deadline be extended to a couple semesters because I feel like it's really helpful to not have to make a decision so early in the semester if we're like really struggling in a class but like have a chance to pick it up just because so much of our grade comes from exams and they happen a lot later in the semester but overall yeah I think those are some good points and then so we're gonna move on to the next question
0: Okay, so um, UC system has actually announced. Oh my God, there's a plane flying by! Hi. (laughs) Um, So the UC system has actually announced that in um, in the fall that they are going to be doing it in-person or I feel like it's going to change and it's us go to like hybrid or something. But at this very moment, they're planning for in-person. So if that happens, are you guys planning on coming back or let's say if it's hybrid, would you stay at home? Cause I know Julia, you said you're not from in-state either. So um, what do you guys think?
2: Yeah um I am definitely planning on coming to campus in person in the fall. Um I love spending time with like my family at home and just getting to bond with them more, but I really want to experience more like independence and freedom. Um I feel like I'm not usually someone who enjoys like big changes, but I feel like this is sort of an exception cuz it's something that you look forward to like um all throughout your life, you're like, oh my gosh, undergraduate college experience. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to meet new people and just like explore the area um, cause I'm not <laughs> from there. Um, and plus it's really cold in Madison. So I'm looking forward to the warmer weather. <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like
3: as much as I love my family and like being home and spending time with them all the time, it's a lot, especially like considering how long it's been since we've had to like stay home and things like that. It's just very difficult to be in like school kind of mindset when like there's so much noise and distraction in the background and like a million people talking to you so I feel like even if Berkeley switches it up on us because they do be doing that a lot um and say that we can't be on campus (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm just gonna go anyways because like I was gonna go during like this fall like the the beginning of the year even though they were they said they were going to go online because I was like you know what like I just want to go you know I just want to experience it um but like for financial reasons obviously like I didn't uh but at this point like even <laughs> if it's not in person I'm <laughs> like, I'm, gonna go. I'm gonna go I'm so sorry to my family but <laughs> I, I need the change and I just I feel like um school-wise it'll just help me a lot more
0: to just be on campus you know yeah, I definitely save so much money from not going to Berkeley. And also if if you guys are a high school students planning to go to Berkeley and you're not from the area, housing in Berkeley is kind of expensive. <laughs> like there is um um kids, kids or students like to talk about like the housing crisis. There's like not that much um
1: mm-hmm.
0: housing or it's kind of um inflated, so it's a lot more expensive than if you went somewhere else and it's also the Bay Area. Um so it's a little expensive. <laughs> but Next year's my senior year and I have to go. I've literally missed like a year and a half of my college experience. I'm so sad. Um but there's the one of the great things about Berkeley, especially is just like it's like a classic. It's like the it's the first university or you see, right? So like all the buildings are like the old, nice, majestic ones that you see in the movies, and you're like, oh. I'm at college, <laughs> so I love walking on campus, and, like, during the spring, there's, like, the, uh, what do they call them? It's, like, the cherry blossoms or something, and they're so nice, um, but what has been nice about COVID times is that, like, Berkeley it does have, like, a large houseless population so like sometimes like walking around at night it's kind of like dangerous or a little scary and like using like public transportation so that's been a plus of like staying at home for sure Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah and I have to agree with that um I'm gonna be honest I'm sick of being at home I'm kind of sick of my parents I'm sick of my family honestly (laughs) like it's been way too much, I feel, just being at home. Because I feel like for my family, it's just like all of us are so busy that, like, when we're the happiest is when we see each other for, like, three hours a day at night when we're all home for the first time in, like, all day. But, yeah, I'm definitely going back. Um, unless they do switch it up again, which they might. Because I noticed that they were supposed to do hybrid this semester and they haven't, mm-hmm. which was very unfortunate. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I think with the vaccination coming out, I think a lot of people will be much more confident because like I've been following like vaccinations, uh, like skepticism and stuff like that. And it just seems like with the falling case numbers and all of that and like how successful it's been, it's like more and more people are going to get that vaccine, which is like probably one of the biggest detriments to getting the herd immunity as a society. I think it'll be really interesting to see where we all to fall. Um, I can see things are already going better for Berkeley as Alameda County just moved to the red tier. Um, which feels much must be good. for The kids who are back there, as they were considering like locked up in the rooms for two weeks, couldn't even go out to exercise. If it was that bad, which really sucks. So I'm glad I didn't experience that. But yeah, I'm definitely going back in the fall, and uh, I hope to see all everyone there that we met. All right, so I think that's that for Zoom University. I thank you for your perspectives, especially as freshmen. And so now we're gonna move on to topic two, which is self-care. And um, so my first question is, have you experienced any burnout along with your pre-med journey? So, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I know i'm only a freshman but i'm already starting to feel a little bit burned out um, especially with zoom fatigue and like once i did all my research about like med school requirements and everything you need to do as a pre-med student i started feeling really overwhelmed and sort of anxious because there are so many things that i can't really do in a remote situation Um, it's also like harder to network because you're not really meeting as many people and so Now I'm just in a stage where I'm trying to do my best, um, like as much as I can remotely. And then I plan on sort of catching up on things like clinical experience and research when I'm in Berkeley. Um, I definitely bit off more than I can chew this semester. um, And it's starting to weigh me down a little bit, but I'm hanging in there.
3: Yeah, I have to agree with um, Julia again. I feel like even though it's my very first year, I'm already starting to experience <laughs> burnout. And I feel like that's not even as like a pre-med student, but just like a student in general. Um, just like Zoom University is very overwhelming. Like it, it requires so much more effort than I think a lot of people would think it does. Like it's just very tiring to do when you're joining like Three, four, five four five meetings a day, like back to back and things like that. So I feel like I'm definitely experiencing burnout just because of like the online environment.
0: Yeah, I'm proud to say that I have not had a nervous breakdown and I feel like a lot of people do. I'm really proud of myself. Um, I mean, but I've had like, you know, like after you've taken a midterm, I just have like a day where I cannot do anything. Like zero things are getting done that day. Um, But I think online, I I know Julia talked about this, how like, especially when you decide you're going to be pre-med or pre-health or whatever, and you have all like um i'm gonna get into school and then i have to do good in school and then i have to do all these things and then i have to take the mcat and then i have to apply to medical school and then i have to take these tests and then after medical school i have to take these tests and it just like makes you i think for me especially because I was debating whether to take a gap year or not now because of COVID and like not getting that clinical experience or whatever. Um, I was so (laughs) hyper-focused on school and made me so anxious Um, and like seeing and joining clubs and seeing what everyone else is doing. And you like do that thing where you compare yourself to everybody and like not really think about how much you've done. So I think for me, zoom has just made it more like made me more anxious about like where i'm at in my pre-med journey
1: Uh, yeah so i think i'm last i'll go yeah i mean i agree with christine right there's obviously a lot of things going on um focusing on grades you know i'll be getting to there where i have to start thinking about exams and then this summer i think i'm gonna do some uh, shadowing. with i'm lucky i have a couple relatives in the healthcare field already so i'm probably gonna be working with them in the summer but for me um one of the main things i actually have been doing a lot is i've been going on a lot of bike rides lately just like taking an hour of my day going on a bike ride and just going up and down some hills and stuff like that i feel like it's really been beneficial for me to clear my head come and then like my parents also know this they're like oh every time you go on a bike ride you always like your attitude is always better otherwise you're cranky and stuff like that and then also, actually, I've been practicing with a local team, so that's been really good. Getting out twice or three times a week at night. And then this weekend, um, games are starting, so I'm also refereeing. So it'll be good to get out of the house once again. And yeah, so luckily, so I've been able to do kind of well so far, but I feel like things are only looking up. And so yeah. What
0: team okay. do you play, What team are you playing for? Is it like?
1: Oh, so it's like a local club that I played for before I went to college. But then now that we're online, they're practicing still. So I just like, I was like, I texted the coach. I was like, Hey, cause I know him from like 10 years ago. So I was like, Hey, can I come out? He was like, sure. And then like, also since games are starting and I'm a ref, I can start refereeing games, which is good. And then like is this basketball. No, this is soccer.
0: Oh, I play soccer too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Julia has to leave us, but thank you so much
2: for joining us,
1: Julia. Yeah. Thank you, Julia.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Sorry, I have to go tutor some little kids. But okay. um, she's getting that experience in during COVID. Yes. <laughs> smart. Very smart. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> okay, thank you guys right. so much. Bye. No
1: problem. Bye.
2: Jen. Bye.
0: Okay, so Sorry. from... You're I just have to point out that Charlene, we have a document that we write our questions down and Charlene just put, I'm not having burnout, but I'm definitely not having a good time right now. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to be honest about it, you know? Like <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so from your from your freshman year burnout, <laughs> what do you guys think and you too, Sahesh? What what do you think you've learned from? this experience and like maybe how you'll take care of your mental health moving forward, especially since we've been stuck in this place for so long.
3: Christine, how how am I going to answer this if I'm in the midst of it right now? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she's not the right person to be asking this. (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay, wait, I can answer this. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. I think... Something that really works for me is just having, like, I can't curse on here, right? (laughs) Just having, like, a very organized calendar. And literally the first thing I do at the beginning of each semester is look at the syllabus and put everything into a Google Calendar. So that way, like, it's always there and I can follow it. Because, like, when I look at it, it's overwhelming and things like that. But it's, like, it's there and it's organized and I don't have to just, like keep it at the back of my head at all times like it's just there for reference so I feel like um being able to organize myself should have prevented burnout (laughs) but um obviously it didn't work very well so I think the next step from here is to just like take it slow and like tell myself that it's gonna be fine you know like Maybe one bad semester, it it's not going to determine like my entire future and things like that. And just like find um, small moments in the day where I can just relax, you know, maybe like watch an episode of like Shameless because that's what I'm watching right now. Or just like do something that isn't school related, which is kind of hard considering like school seems to take over like my entire day and things like that. But just really take the time to like do something for myself. But yeah, I guess that's what I suggest.
1: Yeah. For me, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, right? You got to just, like, get over the little things almost. And, like, you know, you can't really look to the future, like Christine was saying. Like, oh, you have to take the MCAT, and then you have to get into school, and then you have to go through school, and then you have to take more exams, and all that stuff. It's just, like, you really got to take it one step at a time. Because, like, I feel like if you put too much on your plate, then you really do worse. like what you already should be focusing on like let's say like your next assignment your next lab your next exam but yeah um but i just feel like you have to have a way where you can like relieve your stress right like something that doesn't really involve school as chris charlie was talking about like for her it's like watching tv for some people it's exercise like i like to exercise Uh, i also like to watch tv i like to exercise while watching tv so that really helps but yeah, so just something that can really help take off the stress, really and then just like making sure that you have people around you that can support you. Like like last semester, me and my friends from Berkeley did a fantasy football league. And so like it was really interesting, like how every Sunday we would be talking to each other, you know, watching the games together, like talking about it. And then I won. So I won like 60 bucks, which was great. So it felt even better for me. But yeah, I feel like once you have like that setup. Now, I feel like things just automatically become a lot better. I know for like freshmen like you, it becomes hard because you haven't been on campus, but like just being able to be around people that you know are always there for you and support you is really helpful. So, yeah, that's what I learned. Yeah, do you have
0: anything,
1: Christine?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, especially because everyone, you don't need to be pre-med to be going through this type of experience. Yeah,
1: I think going to do so, this like,
0: for- everyone is having that same type of burnout. And it's great to have people to do, um, kind of de-stress with. I think for me during this time, and I already, t- <laughs> I already touched on this, but I think the lesson I keep relearning, because I always forget is to like, remind yourself that, to like, to move at your own pace and like, not to compare yourself to other people, because um, I mean, I think maybe it's might be a little less because we're on zoom, but I remember my orientation week when I went to school and everyone had these amazing stories about all the things that they did before they even like got into school. And like, um, I think just like not comparing yourself to others and like really, Um, figuring out who you are and what you want to do. And at the time you want to do it. And I think like, there's like this mentality where if you're not suffering, you're not working hard enough. And I think everyone has that, especially pre-med students, because I feel like the bar keeps getting raised. Like the more you can juggle at once, like the better you are at whatever, you know? So I think just reminding yourself that like your mental health is important and that you have to listen to yourself and your body that like, if you need a break, you can give yourself a break. Um, for me, how I prevent it, I have a very detailed calendar, like Charlene. I even like plan out when I eat and stuff like that, like, <laughs> because I think it just makes me feel a sense of control. I don't know. Um, and then just doing, having some sort of creative outlets or like, um, Working out. So like I have a minor in theater, so I have like classes that are built into my schedule that can like help me release stress. Mm-hmm. Or like if I was at school, <laughs> I would be on the club soccer team and we could and I would do stress that way. And sometimes um, joining things that will schedule your release time is also um, it's, it's also very like it makes you feel like you're being productive, but you're also giving yourself that gift as well. I feel like we kind of got over. Is there any other thing that you would suggest in somebody else's like personal self-care, self-care routine or ways they can implement that?
3: Um, I don't really know about like having a self-care routine. I feel like for a lot of students, having like an entire routine about it makes it more stressful because then like you feel bad when you don't complete it or like when you aren't consistent with it. So I just feel like, um, really reflecting on yourself day to day, ask yourself, Hey, what do I need today? Um, am I, you know, good to like study for a very long period of time? Like, will I be okay with that? Or should I take today easy and just like, you know, chill out. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And definitely like Christine, you said that, um, students really feel the need, like, Oh, if you're not suffering, you're not working hard enough or whatever. And I think that's so true. Like even as a freshman, cause then like, um, I know for me when it, well, I don't know if I should talk about this yet. Cause I know there's a section on extracurriculars, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you just really have to be honest with yourself and don't um, compare yourself to other people. Like just because someone else is doing so many things doesn't mean that you have to like match their energy, like just match yours, you know? And yeah, don't put so much on your plate if you know you can't handle it. Like just be honest with yourself.
1: Do you have anything,
0: Christine? I think... If anything, it's just find things that make you happy. Don't be afraid of sucking at things because I suck at a lot of things like guitar. I <laughs> play it even if I'm not good at it. It's okay. Um, and also like, I think I if I know people do a lot of things where like, they're like, oh, I'm doing this because it looks good on my application or it looks good on my resume and stuff like that. And I think to, for me, I think the only way that you are going to really enjoy your time is to find the things that you're actually passionate about instead of things that would check a box, you know, like AMSA, like this podcast, I actually am excited about, and I love like talking about things that I would not have known. <laughs> There's so many things I wish I knew when I was a freshman, you know, and like spending your time doing things you actually enjoy is just going to make your experience so much more, enjoyable i don't know how else to say that but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah those are some good thoughts and so maybe we've already talked about some of the ways we de-stressed I think charlene talked about youtube and netflix especially watching shameless and it looks like she yeah. wrote the decks to play tennis good. It's so <laughs> good. yeah Yeah. i mean that's what i think that's what everyone does right you got to find something you do even if that's not that, that's what i try to do the thing about Netflix is I just end up scrolling for, like, half an hour and
0: then find <laughs> nothing. Try to find something to watch. I watched all of the Marvel movies.
3: I oh. do, too. But I did that, like, because I wanted to, and I planned it out, too. And I was like, I'm going to watch this one this week and stuff like that. But <laughs> Yeah, no, I can relate to that. I feel like once I start a show, like, I watch it from start to finish. Because then after that, like, it takes me so long to find another one that I like. Like, I don't know. It's I have an
0: obsessive personality.
1: Like, so if I like it, I will just watch it. All of it. Yeah,
3: yeah, me
1: too. It's so funny for me. Like, I'll find a show and I'll spend, like, most of the day, like, going through it. Like, I'll have it playing on in the background. And then I'll be, like, two episodes from the end. And then I'll just not finish it for some reason. That's That, bored. that is so a crime. Like, and, like, like I was watching the new, like, the, you know the Bridgerton series on Netflix? Yeah it has like eight episodes like i got i like watched all of it to like halfway through episode seven in like two days and then i just haven't finished it yet i'm just not sure i want to but yeah Uh, so that's interesting but i just scroll around usually or i go back to the classics I've like rewatched like six or seven times.
3: Oh no. That could never yeah. be me. I feel like I have to watch something from start to finish. And like the thing is, if I watch the first episode and I don't like it, I'm not gonna continue. So that way, like I don't leave any show like halfway watched and things like that.
0: That was you know? lucky, like never have I ever have you ever watched that show? Mm -mm. oh but it's really cringy it's so 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 cringy I was like oh my god I can't watch this because I have a terrible secondhand embarrassment like it's so bad yeah I I feel
1: like
0: it's hard to talk about self-care without sounding preachy so like I don't really know what else to add here yeah no I don't want to put out there like everyone has like we have perfect self-care and that stuff everyone's gonna have their lows and honestly like I think accepting it versus thinking you're the only person that's ever going to go through that is like <laughs> absolutely not true um mm-hmm. yeah so we want to extracurriculars
1: yeah i think the rest of the questions we had was just a bunch of self-care which we've talked about guitar what makes you happy yeah we can move on to the extracurriculars listen yeah so we're going to move on to the extracurriculars um yeah so i can introduce this so The fall 2020 Pulse survey results indicated that less than 50% of undergraduate students who had normally participated in ECs in-person did so in the fall semester. 71% said they were too busy with academics, and 67% responded too stressed. What are your personal experiences with this? Did you have any of the same feelings that they said in the survey? Were you more or less involved with ECs than you hoped, or would you have been in-person? So, Charlene, you can go first, and then Christine and I can try to move on Okay, for sure. Thanks.
3: Um, I feel like for me okay so my fall semester I kind of thought that like this was an unspoken unanimous decision that all freshmen made and it, it was to like take it easy and not join like a million clubs and extracurriculars. Like, I don't know why I thought that. And I don't know like what led me to that point, but like my fall semester, I did not join any clubs because I kind of figured that like, oh, everyone will be in the same boat. Like, you know, we're all adjusting to like our first year of school being online. That was not the case. That was absolutely not the case. Um, once I started talking to other students, I found out that like so many freshmen were part of like a million clubs. Like they were doing so many things. And I'm not suggesting that it's like good to compare yourself to other people, you know? Cause I know that's like not the appropriate thing to do, but it just surprised me because everyone seemed like they had it together. And I was like, ooh, not me, not me. <laughs> so yeah, I just feel like, for me personally, what was so like surprising about that was like how they found out about those clubs and how they were like able to join them because like, I, I like didn't know anything about any clubs, you know, and I only knew about AMSA because um, before I started like the semester, I was talking to some upperclassmen who like told me about it. And I remembered, And that's the only reason why I know about the club. But like, I have no idea how like the other freshmen are doing it. Like, where are they getting
0: this information from? <laughs> Girl, that was me and I like went to school in person. Okay. I like the opposite. I understand. Like, I think like when COVID started, it was like, I feel like some, some of us, me and Charlene are on the same wavelength. We're like, you know, like, we'll just wait until it passes. And then it never did, you know? So mm-hmm. then eventually I joined four clubs during COVID <laughs> because I wasn't in any, I was in I was doing theater and then I was in, I had a job and I had Cal club soccer. So I never had time to join any clubs. I didn't hear about them. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I'm saying. And so I just never was really involved in them. And I didn't want to like, or I like couldn't find the ones that I wanted to join. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just join clubs just to join clubs just because, you know, like, oh, this looks good on my application or whatever, you know. So but there was this one day where I was like laying on the floor because COVID was happening. So I didn't have my job anymore and I didn't have soccer anymore. I was like on the floor and then I was like, I'm not in anything. (laughs) So I joined AMSA and now we're here. (laughs) And then this next semester I joined like three more things (laughs) because I even went to rush, even though I'm a third year and they would never accept me because I'm too old. But, um, and I said, I would never rush, which is so funny. Um, but I was listening to what other people were in and had to say. Um, and they actually told me a lot of clubs that they were in. So if you're a freshman or you are like an incoming freshman, even if you don't want to join rush, I, or don't want to join a frat, I, Oh my God, I can't speak. I actually (laughs) recommend going to Rush because you can talk to people older than you, especially if you don't know anybody, right? Like I didn't know anybody going into Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'll talk about like what clubs really helped them, what clubs allowed them to get clinical experience and stuff like that. And like, for me, I had like a weird thing about Greek life and stuff like that. And so like, I never wanted to join. But even if you're like that, I actually think... And this was specifically a pre-med um, professional frat, not like a social frat. Mm-hmm. But I actually recommend going to rush because I think it helps you learn a lot about what extracurriculars are available.
3: Yeah, I feel like um, I would want to join a professional like frat, sorority, or whatever if they weren't so expensive. So I'm just—I feel like I'll probably do what you did, which is like. Steal their information. I didn't
0: want to pay (laughs) for it either.
3: (laughs) But yeah, I think that's a good idea because, like, as a freshman and especially like online, I have no idea where everyone is getting this information from or like who to turn to and ask. So it's a little bit like sad to think about. But I mean, it is what it is, and I'm here. So
1: (laughs) yeah, it was really the same for me, to be honest. Actually, I actually got involved more with COVID um i remember when i went back went to berkeley the first semester i really didn't do much extracurriculars just because i was like oh i'm gonna take a semester to get used to you know being in class and being in the dorm and stuff and the next semester i applied for a couple but didn't get in and then covid happened midway through the semester i was like what a lucky coincidence!" (laughs) and then um and once i realized that the fall semester was online, i was like oh you know i'll have more time right i need to join do some stuff in the evening so I joined AMSA and I joined another club. Mm-hmm. It's the sports journalism club, the data journalism. So that's actually really cool. And I'm still in both of them, obviously. And then once school goes back, I'll probably join a third. And then over the summer, I'll probably do some stuff. So, yeah. So I didn't really actually have the same feelings as the survey. Um, I got more involved, which I guess is of what some people said, which is very interesting. So, yeah. Um, thank you for that and then okay so our next question is how did you prioritize which extracurricular should participate in given all the options during in-person instruction and then how has that changed in the transition to remote learning
3: okay so i don't really think i can answer this one because i've never you know experienced in person um and like ANSA is the only club that i'm a part of right now so i can't really say like how I decided which one to prioritize and things like that, because I'm not receiving any information about any other clubs. So I don't have an answer for this one, honestly.
0: Yeah. You know what I actually, so if, eventually when we do go back to Berkeley, what usually happens is clubs will flyer down Sproul. And so it's like a bunch of tables and canopies and they they just have a bunch of people like shoving papers in your face. So I usually ignore them. Um, But people have been advertising their clubs on B courses, like asking teachers if they can add like, posts a little info thing about their club, which is actually how I found most of my clubs, which is, I feel like more beneficial because I don't have someone like shoving a paper in my face. Like I just get like what their club is about in a text and I can read it and see whether I like it or not, you know, and have all the information. So I, I really hope that clubs continue to do that because, (laughs) that's literally the only way that I found clubs. I think, I mean, I've said this a bunch of times, I think just prioritizing the orgs that will best serve you and find like a place in the middle, right? You want something that, especially if you're someone like, Oh, I need to join a bunch of things so I can get a, like my resume looks great. You know, like finding the things that will serve you, but also make you happy. Like like, there's one club called um, Casa Esperanza where they help um, this shelter in Mexico that is sheltering women and children who are um, victims of domestic violence. I think. And I just joined it. And I think service is a huge part of healthcare, too. You have to be able to show, like, I care about people, you know, I care about serving my community. If you really enjoy service, like these sorts of things are gonna feel a little more fun than they are um, um, kind of taxing on your schedule or whatever.
1: Yeah, and I um, I think I agree, right? I think actually that was what I was trying to do is I was actually trying to find a volunteering club, but like, obviously we're in mid march. So, I think once we get on back to campus, I'm gonna try and find a third club that does some volunteering around stuff. But yeah, obviously, it's just like, what do you feel excited about? Like, you know, I did a healthcare club because obviously that's like what I'm trying to go for. And then I did a sports club because like sports is a way I've stayed sane during this whole thing, just watching games and following uh, leagues and stuff like that. But yeah, ultimately, it's like what excites you, what makes you happy, and then like what makes time pass the most, because like if you do something and you enjoy, then it just feels like it's over. Like
0: yeah. And not everything uh-huh. needs to be pre-med, like directed.
1: Yeah, yeah Schools obviously. want to yeah. know.
0: I think definitely having maybe like one thing that like shows that you're really interested, like let's say research or like some clinical experience or whatever, but like having things that make you a more well-rounded student, I think is also really important. Mm
3: -hmm. yeah like definitely show like your personality and things like that because i feel like if you join clubs you actually like then it won't feel like a chore you Mm -hmm.
0: know and you have something to talk about if everyone in the interview is talking about the same thing over and over again you get to be the person that's like oh yeah i did this this crazy weird thing or whatever Mm -hmm. and like that shows that i have an opinion i have um i don't just follow the crowd you know yeah for sure Yeah, (laughs) for sure
1: Okay, so our next question is: What are some healthcare-related extracurriculars that you all may have found help could help supplement in-person experiences at least during quarantine?
0: I have to say that I called like fifteen places to shadow, and all of them said no because of COVID. <laughs> um, so I think. AMSA is a great one. The one that is bringing you this beautiful podcast right now. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of schools that actually hold AMSA. Um, and like, this is just the UC Berkeley chapter. I joined PMHS, which is the pre-med, pre-med honor society. Um, which is great. Cause it doesn't actually, you have to apply, but it was not a terrible process at all. And they just give you a bunch of resources and you kind of get to like pick and choose versus like this every single week at this time. Um, you have to go to this meeting. There's KDSAP, which is the kidney disease screening awareness program, which goes to Communities usually that are more at higher risk for chronic kidney disease, and they do screenings, which is a great way to get clinical experience as well, Um, which I would love to if I was there. And um, there's also CASA that I talked about earlier, which uh, is not super pre-health related, but it does um, um, do like service work.
3: Yeah, like I mentioned, I feel like the only, like, healthcare-related extracurricular I'm doing right now is AMSA. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have.
1: <laughs> yeah, same. Right now, it's all AMSA, but it looks like, because things are getting better for me, looks like some people will be back to shadowing. So I'll probably be shadowing a doctor over the summer, which I think will be really helpful for me. And just, like, continuing to work on my healthcare and who I am as a person. So, yeah. And then one on, okay. So, our next question is How do you think that this quarantine has changed, like, the pre med landscape, like, when you apply? So, for example, like, are a lot more people going to be taking gap years to try and get more stuff on their applications just because a lot of things have been shut down? Um, how, like, how do you think, like, the holistic review of pre med applica- um, applicants have changed? And then, like, like what profiles, like, so like, so we said, for example, if more people think gap years, will the average age go up? Is, like, virtual shadowing really the same thing, same experience as in-person shadowing? So, like, yeah. I know you're freshman, but just, like, what do you think will change? Because you have four years, so there could be a lot of changes by the time you're applying. And yeah, so, yeah. Sure. And um, if you want something to change, sorry. If you want something to change, like, what would it be and, like, why? you've learned throughout quarantine that you feel like would be really beneficial for med schools to appreciate about students like you
3: Mm -hmm. um yeah like you said since i'm still a freshman like i don't really have a lot of thoughts about this since i still have the next like three years ahead of me but i feel like um like the pre-med landscape wise, I feel like everyone just kind of has to acknowledge that like literally every pre-med student went through this and it's like, no one was an exception to it. Like some people definitely took gap years and stuff but that's still like people being affected by it, you know? Um, So I feel like, hmm, I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of a difficult question to answer because the hope is that this will be over by next fall. But then like, in terms of like how it'll look on transcripts, I don't really know how people are gonna, gonna view that year, you know, that COVID was happening and things like that. Um, but I think people have definitely been right to take like gap years and just take a little bit, break, take a break from school or like take time off to get more hours and do whatever they need to do, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, geez, I, I really don't know. I, I feel like no. this is such like an unusual circumstance that like nobody can really predict what's gonna happen after, you know? Cause we're all in the middle of it right now and it's been tough for everybody and like students and everyone have been losing out on a lot of opportunities. So it it'll be difficult to gauge like how everything is gonna go post the pandemic, you know? Yeah. Even if, if
0: that's even soon, you know. Um, I completely agree. I think it's like it's it's hard because you're going to have people who like maybe were allowed to stay into their in their clinical experiences and some people who weren't. So like you're going to differ in um, who could get experience and who couldn't. I think they're going to be more lenient, hopefully. But I think from I went to a panel with I think he was on like the Stanford admission or something and I was asking about you know clinical experience like how they might weigh that and stuff like that and he was like oh yeah obviously there's going to be like a little bit more um leeway but also like if you got involved in a different way like I know there's um certain ways you can do maybe like a service thing to like how um to like help your community and stuff like that. And like, I think seeing that you got involved in your community in such like a difficult time is, would be really impressive to them and being like, Oh, like even at, um, even with this or whatever, I found ways to just kind of like aid people because I care about my community and I, um, and that's what I want to do with my life. Right. I want to become a doctor. Um, but it it is really difficult, and for me, I've <laughs> while Sahaj Sahaj was asking that question, I was like, "Oh yes, me! I had a like a quarter life crisis thinking about whether I should take a gap year or not because it's just been a damper on <laughs> all the time I thought I was going to get clinical experience. So, um, yeah, it is really difficult. I definitely think that more people are going to take gap years. Not and there's a lot of people who already do, but yeah.
3: Yeah, I feel like it's just difficult. Oh, sorry, Sahaj. Um, I
1: just
3: no, it's okay. I'll go after One quick point. Um, I think it's just really difficult to, like, see, like, wonder how lenient um people are going to be and, like, schools are going to be because everyone's experiencing the pandemic, but at different times, you know? Like, Christine, you're going into your senior year, but I'm only on my freshman year, you know? And I'm going to yeah. be a sophomore mm-hmm. next. But I but I was still affected by the pandemic, you know? So maybe, like... Um, I wasn't able to join that many clubs, or like my grades aren't looking the best right now because everything's been so difficult. But like, I don't know how lenient they're gonna be about, like, you know, like once I apply to med school, like, am I still gonna be able to explain, like, oh, my my grades were bad my freshman year? Because that yeah, was. Yeah,
0: especially because like, it's been so know. much time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm worried about, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: But, um, yeah, so. Oh, I have to say. Um,
1: I think it's going to be interesting, to be honest, like, Mm -hmm. um, the, what you were talking about, like, oh, it's impressive if you're helping your community. What I think is actually interesting about that point is that this has been such a time for self-reflection that being home alone, it's just like so many people like just have to be like focused on themselves. Like Mm -hmm. not really like selfishness, but like this whole like lockdown and being alone, it's just like. It's so hard for people's mental health. And it just feels like so many people, like even for me, like I've been so focused on making sure like I'm going through, not, I'm not just going through the motions each day and every day that like I'm doing something, like I'm still going to class every day. Like I have to make sure I get out of bed and go to class and take care of my dog. And then like, if I want to go to practice and do stuff like that. And just like, it's been so hard to focus doing that for me, that like it's been kind of hard. And I haven't really thought much about my community, which I think, I don't know if a lot of other people have been focused on, but, like, it's, this has been, like, almost, like, a super mental health challenge. And so, like, people, like, have been focusing on this health. But, like, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So, I thought that was an interesting comment by the dude. I don't necessarily agree with it. I just think it's interesting that maybe that's what they're looking for. But, like.
0: Yeah, I don't I think, think it'd be like, super harsh on that, too.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like, this has been more of a time for a lot of people, just, like, individual reflection rather than community reflection, especially, like, for the first, like, six months of it, we weren't supposed to, like, talk to anyone in our community, so it's, like, really yeah. interesting. But that that's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things, is like, I know they changed it, so you can, like, pass them past, like, technical courses for the last two semesters because I know of it. Um, I think they'll be a little more lenient, like, when my first semester, a full online, like, which is last semester, I, like struggled a little bit compared to my freshman year so like i hope that doesn't really it but i think they'll understand like oh your gpa dropped like 0.03 or four points like you know like but they'll be like oh pandemic happened you went online school like sure like we understand we won't really drop that from you yeah but i think like yeah i think a lot more people are going to be taking gap years to try and get some more stuff um i know a lot of people are going to be doing stuff in the summer because it looks like things are heading up but yeah, I just really wanted to talk about that comment. And I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I definitely Thank agree. You. I think I've <laughs> thought about myself a little too much, <laughs> like anxiety provoking. <laughs> talking. <laughs> um, I think it would be really interesting to see, because I know some schools like um, mm. the way we're thinking about standardized testing is starting to change and like whether it should be required. And I know some schools weren't requiring the MCAT. <laughs> Um, I think this upcoming cycle or the cycle before, like they weren't, like, cause it was really hard to get an MCAT day or like your MCAT day was like, um, rescheduled or canceled or whatever. So like some schools were not, um, requiring your MCAT, but I think it does put a harder focus on maybe your grades, which, um, so there's a difference but it's going to be interesting to see what happens and maybe but when Charlene is applying they won't have one at all
3: <laughs> I hope so oh my gosh that would be the dream but yeah I definitely agree with Sahaj's comment about how like this time has been like the opportunity for people to reflect on themselves and I can see how like it would be hard to think about the community at this time because like you have to help yourself before you can help others. Yeah, for sure. if you're not doing well, then it's like you can't be much help to other people. So, yeah, hopefully, like their understanding of that. I feel like it's more of like an administrative thing than like. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I think it'll be a test on how much people um, value mental health because I know like it's 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 like a thing where people are like oh like. You're stressed, but like whatever, you know. Like, versus, yeah, like some sure. people, like, like mental health is very important. I think, as a range, like, I don't know if it's like correlated with age, but you know, like, I feel like it isn't really talked about. Like, maybe for like older generations, like, oh, you're just lazy if you, yeah. you know, even if you're yeah, big, like sure. mental health things. So I think it's gonna be a test of like what schools and what universities um, really take into consideration mental health.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely
1: i think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do and uh, i'm actually intrigued um i think we already talked about this but are you part of any extracurriculars that aren't related for pre-med and then the second question we answered which we already answered was yeah that people should be part of things that aren't pre-med just so they make sure that they're still interested in things and getting out of school um christine talked about club soccer and theater and then charlene talked about being a freshman And then tennis. So I think we answered that question pretty well. Uh, Oh, that's a good question. Um, Do you guys have a job? That's a good question. And then if you do, how do you balance all three? Academics, extracurriculars, and a job? And then if you can and you feel like you're doing a good job, do you have any advice to anyone listening?
3: Um... At the moment, I don't have a job. Like, I've been lucky enough to not need one at the moment because, like I said, I'm just staying at home and things like that. Um, So I don't really do anything other than school at the moment, honestly. (laughs) I feel like that takes up, like, the majority of my time and my energy. So I've been really focusing, like, all of my attention towards that. But um, it definitely has been a struggle between balancing, like, my well being and like my mental health, and taking the time to myself and school. So, those are only really two things. So, I can't imagine how difficult it must be to like throw in a job on top of that. Um, but I think when it comes to that situation, it really depends on <clears throat> like the person. Like, you really, like, like I mentioned before, you really have to reflect on. <clears throat> excuse me yourself and like be honest with how much you can handle so like realistically Um, ask yourself, like, how many hours am I capable of working on top of studying as well? And like, be able to find that balance in yourself. Because um, if you're not honest with yourself, and you're like, you overachieve, then that can lead to like burnout and, you know, your mental health um, deteriorating and things like that. So when it comes to that situation, I think it depends person to person. But the key factor is just being honest.
0: I really appreciate that actually because I, beginning of my sophomore year, I had a job at this DNA sequencing place and they were very nice, but it was like long hours and it was like till 8 p.m. And I just like was like, I can't handle this. And like, I was like, oh, this would look so good or whatever, you know, like, and this is like such a good experience. Like, like this would be good to have. But like, I, felt like I wasn't enjoying like 8 p.m. on Friday nights too when everyone else was like doing everything else <laughs> um so but so I was lucky enough to like have a different job which I interned with the year before or I volunteered with the year before where we built like a um new online learning website and if you took chem 1a you might know what it is <laughs> it's called learning bites um so I was actually really fortunate enough to have a job that is pretty flexible which is because it was online but then now I don't I don't have one because it's over but um it is really hard balancing school and work and I think being honest with yourself is a really big um part of it obviously if you need to work that's like a different you know like I'm grateful enough that I don't like really 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 need to or else like I can't go to school Mm -hmm. and um so I don't know if I can really talk about that because I'm privileged enough to not have that issue. Um, but I know that the school has their own, the school itself offers certain jobs that they pay for like Cal athletics or like different things like that. And like my friend Juan, he has pretty flexible hours where he gets to, he works for Cal sports, I think. And he like gets to pick the hours he wants to work, which is great when you, have work study or you want to just like earn a little bit of money on the side or
1: something like that so uh, I actually like got a job in like January I became an Uber eats driver
0: oh
1: nice yeah oh,
0: so you be, get to get the vaccine soon I think too
1: yeah so I'll, that'll be soon I'm just like I'm gonna wait too early just because of like age and like underlying like, conditions I don't really have many and I'm young so like I'm probably last still. But, like, it's been really actually interesting because, like, I only really work on the weekends, which is good. So, it, like, allows me to focus a little bit and then get out of the house and, like, concentrate and drive around for a little bit, allowing me to clear my head and stuff, like, go out for, like, two hours on a Friday night and then two hours on a Saturday night. And then with this club, like, weeknights and stuff like that, it's been really interesting. And then also with soccer games coming back, I'm a ref. Um, So, that's another one of my jobs. So... It it's like this weekend, starting this weekend, I'll be gone a lot, like four or five hours at a time or more. But it's always good, you know, to get out of the house. Um, just like on time management, just make sure you're not over stressing yourself. Like, don't work 40 hours a week if you're a full college student. And it's like my only advice. So, yeah. And then just like mix some activities, like go like on a week break, like on spring break, like don't work and just have some time yourself like a week. And uh, it's coming up, just got to survive out and we're almost there.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's basically it for today. Thank you, Charlene, yeah. so much for coming. Thank you, Julia, in spirit, because she left. <laughs> um, But um, thank you to everyone who is watching or listening. I'm so sorry. And... I also just want to remind you guys that next week we are having a UCSF medical school student here on the podcast. So please send your questions in on the Google um, form and it should be linked in the description or in the Instagram on the Instagram page at Before the Coats Podcast.